begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 
I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for the Feast of All Saints is from the Revelation of St. John, chapter 7. Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun with the steel of the living God. And he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000, sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. 12,000 from the tribe of Judah were sealed, 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 from the tribe of Gad, 12,000 from the tribe of Asher, 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin were sealed. After this, I looked. And behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Our epistle this morning is from 1 John chapter 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? 
You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this morning are from our first reading from Revelations chapter 7 that we have just read. I've never been much of a shopper, especially when it comes uh, to clothes. When I do shop, I tend to buy quite a few things all at once, and I do that for one reason— so that I don't have to go back to the store again very soon. And to be honest, one of the things that I'm grateful for in being a pastor is this. I have an expected wardrobe. Solid colored clerical shirts, conservative slacks, a pair of brown shoes, a pair of black shoes, a black belt, a brown belt, a variety of dark socks. Pretty simple wardrobe, and I like it that way. I don't have to worry about what I wear. In our first reading from Revelation, we see there is a simple wardrobe as well for those that St. John envisions in his Revelation. Significantly more simple than my wardrobe, and also simply more significant. Verse 9 tells us that John sees multitudes of people, too many to count, people of all nations and tribes, people of all languages. They are all involved in worship, and all are in a simple yet significant garb, a white robe. Some of the significance we can see by reading verse 14 in our text. I said to him, sir, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. We see they are white because they have been washed in the blood of the lamb. More of the significance of this garb can be seen by reading from the prophet Isaiah. Let me read from Isaiah 61, verse 10. 
it says this. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress. And as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. With these verses from Isaiah, we see these significant points about the garment. First, it is the garment worn by those saved. The garment of righteousness. The status of righteous is necessary to stand before the throne and before the Lamb. Second, it is God who dresses those before him. It is all passive on the part of those that are worshiping. Isaiah says, he has clothed me. He has arrayed me. The robe of salvation is given to the person. And it is important to see that God, God is the one who dresses them. Just like a parent who is carefully dressing their infant child. The robe of righteousness is not handed to the person with God saying, here it is, now you figure out a way to put it on. It's not that way. Third, and very importantly, this robe of righteousness has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. What makes the garment white, what makes it the garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness, is not a snap of the fingers by God. It is not a royal proclamation. It is a garment that brings salvation because blood has been shed. The blood of the Lamb has been shed. It is these points of significance about the garment that brings us comfort. For the ones that have gone before us are loved by us and are precious to us. But they were not perfect. They were not worthy on their own behalf. For they were not righteous in and of themselves. Gratefully, we see in this reading that the one who sits on the throne also loves them. Also calls them precious. And so, and so he sent his son to shed his blood for them. And the robe that he gives them is washed in this blood. The robe completely covers their sins, their iniquities, for all time, forever. It is comforting for us today that the one who sits on the throne is so abundant in his love that he sent his son, had him humble himself and walk this earth. You see, the father gave the son the task of washing robes, the robes of his apostles and disciples, the robes of the martyrs and confessors of the faith, the robes of the saints who have gone before us, including those we know and love, and also our robes, our robes. All this can be comforting only 
if we know for certain today that our robes are also washed. And I proclaim to you today, they are. They are washed. Like our loved ones who have gone before us, we are not perfect. We are full of sins and iniquities. We can in no way call ourselves righteous. But the simple yet significant garb awaits us. Like all others, it has been washed. Washed in blood. And not just any blood, but the blood of the innocent one. Washed in the blood of the one who is righteous. Who is holy. Who walked this earth in a perfect manner. And who died so that there is not sting in our death, but instead comfort, peace, and joy. For at that time, at the time of our death, we are given this simple yet significant wardrobe, our own garment of salvation, our own robe of righteousness. It has, been be pre- it has been prepared by Christ from before you were born. It has been washed in his blood. So, as John envisioned the multitudes, you can, by grace through faith in Christ, envision yourself there as well. Clothed in a white robe, palm branch in your hand, Worshiping our triune God face to face. Sheltered in his presence. You will have no pains of hunger or thirst. While in this simple, significant garment, he will lead you to living waters to be continually refreshed. Tears will no longer be present. And so, yes, dear friends, you are saints as well. And so this glimpse of heaven we are given today is for your comfort as well. This is most certainly true. Amen. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you this day grateful that uh, you indeed have given us our robe of righteousness, our garment of salvation, and we thank you, dear Father. For this, that you have given us through the blood of of the Lamb, your Son. In the comfort of this grace and mercy, we come before you now on behalf of your people in need. 
And so we lift up before you Nicole, Lauren, Marge, Brecken, Audrey, Lance, Floyd, Sharon, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Meredith, Marlo, Mal, Terry, Chad, David, Peg, Nick, Jeanette, Don, Fred, Kyle, Sandy, Taffy, Don, Grace, Pat, Jean, Jim, and all those in our hearts that are not mentioned here. And we pray, dear Father, that you bless them in their time of difficulty, their time of adversity, their time of illness and injury, that uh, you would bless them with healing. We pray, dear Father, for even more than that, that they would know of your grace and mercy and be comforted by uh, the blood of the Lamb in all their days. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, Daniel, Cameron, James, and all those who serve in our armed forces. And we pray, dear Father, for their safety. We ask that you give them the ability uh, to do the work that is before them to the glory of your name and for the benefit of us, your people, uh, and to do it successfully. We also pray, dear Father, that your Holy Spirit be with them, that they do this work in faith, and that it be recognized as good work by you, because it is done in faith. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we pray, dear Father, that you bless uh, them in these days that are difficult in terms of governing. And we ask, dear Father, that you give them wisdom, and they look to you and to you only for this wisdom. And we pray, dear Father, that this work may be seen as uh, beneficial for us uh, and bring glory to your name. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up the youth of our congregation at this time, and we ask that you give them the skills that they need to continue learning in these difficult days. We pray that they learn in school, and also, dear Father, that they have a great desire to learn more of the gospel of your Son uh, and, the, and the saving benefit it has for us all. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we, we uh, ask your blessings upon our brothers and sisters at our Savior. Uh, in Washington, we pray, dear Father, that you keep them from the evil foe as they deal with these uh, difficult days. And also, dear Father, that, uh, they, uh, uh, that they look to you and to you only and that you keep them uh, uh, covered uh, in all their days. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we ask your blessings upon our community, our state, our country, and our world as we continue in these days of the pandemic. We thank you for the progress that has been made, and we boldly ask that more progress be made and that there be an end to these days. We also pray, dear Father, for those who are infected with the virus, that you give them healing, and for those whose work is dangerous because of the virus, that you protect them in all their days. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.
It is well. 